Hey there, I'm Josh. And I'm Jade. And on this episode of Our Taste is Trash, we review the holiday classic National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, discuss our recent watches on Apple TV+, and rank our favorite holiday films. So remember to rate, review, and follow wherever you listen. Stick around. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Welcome, welcome in to another episode of Our Taste is Trash and uh, Jade, it's pretty much Christmas time. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> we are in December. Yes, and I mean, Christmas, as we talked about last time, we're jumping right into holiday movie magic. Uh, you know, we're going to review in just a little bit the one of my favorites, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah really is the best vacation movie. I mean, it just, I'm just <laughs> going to say it. I'm not going to ruin my review here, but like it is easily the best. Like, and I think, you know, if we ever do a, another episode or a mini-sode on sequels, this movie, one of the best sequels in my opinion. Oh my God, you're right. I'm surprised we didn't even pick this for our sequels that are better than the original. It totally, I think, you know slipped what? my mind. I think same. I forget almost every time when I watch this movie that there was a movie before this, and that was Vacation. <laughs> well, I feel like because, too, I mean, like, this movie was 1989, and I was I was born in 86, so, like, this was the first one that I was introduced to as a kid. This mm. was, I never even knew until I think I was in college that there was another Vacation movie with, like, somebody mentioned, like, oh, yeah, did you see the Wally World one? And I was like, what are you talking yes, about, Wally World? Wally what are you talking World. about? Oh, my God, I almost forgot about that. I think, I think Chrissy Brinkley is in that movie, too. Oh, my God, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Because, like, the kid, that's what's confusing about that whole series. I think only Chevy Chase and uh, Beverly D'Angelo? Yeah, who plays stay, his wife. Plays his wife are Anthony the same. Michael Hall is his son in the first one. That's right. And then now Because the kids don't say the same. No, because it's Johnny Galecki and Juliette Lewis. Yes. And his kids, which, by the way, they're so much better. Oh, 100%. As, no, no, no shade to Anthony well, Michael Hall, but, you know. Yeah, we'll get into all that <laughs> in, in just a little bit. But, you yeah. know, Jade, what I'm really excited for, it has nothing to do with Christmas, but you and I, I, I finally got Apple TV+. Plus because you really just forced me into it. I did. <laughs> Have you finished Ted Lasso? Because oh I gosh. just finished it last week. Okay, well, I finished it way before that. <laughs> so um, I powered through over Thanksgiving weekend. It was amazing, right? It was, oh my God, like phenomenal. I cried, I laughed. I mean, it was just touching. It was clever. And I just think that this show is just so well done. You know, I was a little concerned because, I mean, I did the same thing. I mean, I... I started watching season one, got all the way through it, and just immediately launched into season two. And I think I finished the whole thing in like two days, two or three days, because it was <laughs> yeah, just, it was like that. They're like thirty minute episodes, but I was a little concerned because some folks who had watched it already, like season one and two, mm-hmm. kind of said, "Oh, season two gets a little." Yeah, I don't agree with that at all. No. I, I mean, like if it's uh, no one can see my hands on a podcast, <laughs> but I mean, like it's like here and then like eat like like that much in audio terms, it's like a eat, millimeter like, below. below, but still like. <laughs> The writing's good, and I, I think when they get it into season two is they're realizing, hey, we might have three, four, five seasons in the show. Yeah. So let's dive into some side characters. Let's dive into some deep... Like, they really dive into some heavy issues, yet still make it entertaining yeah. and funny. Well, and I think 
that's where people may not like season two as much is because there's a little bit more drama in season two compared to season one. But I feel like that's par for the course. You're building your story out. It can't just be sunshine and rainbows the entire time. Exactly. So, you know, but they do it. They balance it so well. So it's not like you're sitting there like, ooh, that was heavy. Yeah. No, but I mean, I love the way that this show tackles, I think, a very sensitive subject like mental health, like especially as it relates to sports Mm -hmm. in this show. And they make it engaging. They make it dramatic. They make it kind of like you you really like at some point in the season, I feel like everyone relates to some aspect of what's happening in relation to that. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and I think it's just I love the way that they show very, very positive, healthy relationships yeah. alongside some negative relationships. <laughs> but, but that's the thing is it's like I feel like so many shows just show you negative relationships because they're trying to push the drama. And it's just nice to see the way that healthy relationships can form and like grow. And I and I love that. You know, I, I'm going to come jump right out and say something maybe minorly sexist, though. I will say the the <laughs> owner. Uh, <laughs> I love how I just made that transition. Was that was that healthy? Yeah. yeah. The owner. Uh, I forget what her name is. Rebecca? The actress Rebecca way hotter than the person they try to make like the sex icon in the show in the love triangle juno way Temple? hotter yeah he plays keely yes oh my god i'm gonna come out and say that right now okay mm. listen i love you know what josh honestly agreed there yeah. was a moment yeah. in the show where they were standing next to each other and i was like i've always loved juno temple i think she's gorgeous she is i mean i don't take anything away from but her but holy shit you're 100 correct uh rebecca i mean yeah she's she's gorgeous. amazing well she's I- tall I think so I, she's so tall. And, and like, here's where I think, like, in the show, they try to make her out as this kind of like, you know, she's an ex, what, like, divorcee. And like, they portray her as an older woman, which, I mean, she's what, probably in her 40s or 50s, something like that. Yeah. But like, on, and they try to portray this other one as much younger, even though she's probably too, what? She's in her 30s. 30s or 40s, like, somewhere early, in that range. Early, early 30s. But don't say 40s. She looks, Juno Temple. She, I don't know how old she is. Oh my God, she's like around our is age. Is she really? Oh, Jesus. So she's, so, she's, so she's old. No. <laughs> but anyway, they compare these two and they like, they try to really make this one like young, hot, and the other one like, oh, old divorcee. And I'm like, I don't know where you guys are getting this stuff because. I really wanted to amazing. see a topless photo of her on Good the Lord, boat. right? <laughs> when <laughs> Keely does, she talks about it. And I was like, but can I? Can but I see the What does that look photo? like? <laughs> what, what does she look like? <laughs> oh, uh, but you know, I think one of my favorite episodes, and I, I didn't think it would be this season, was the Coach Beard episode. They have this whole oh episode about just Coach well, Beard, who has I, like three lines most I of the season. I told you, Josh, season. how much I love Coach Beard. Yeah, he's, like, he's I, amazing. Yeah, like I, I like genuinely love him, guys. Like I would marry him. <laughs> Like, for sure. Um, No, he's hilarious. And I love that we got to see more of him because you don't really get to see a lot of like what Coach Beer's personality is and what he's going through. You just hear little snippets. And that episode was fantastic. And it was like that series of unfortunate events style episode. Oh, um, yeah. Which I just I personally love. I think they're so fun. So that actor is actually it's Brendan Hunt. And he actually writes the whole show. Like that's for some reason when I started watching this because I hadn't done any research. I thought Jason Sudeikis was the person behind the show. Like, mm. I thought he was the one, you know, producing, writing the show. But really, it's it's all Brendan Hunt. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I think that's why I love him even more. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, like and said, the movie references, I mean, hello. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you brought that up, Jade. Yeah. Like, there in the beginning of season two is probably a three to five minute running joke mm-hmm. about Magnolia and Paul Thomas yes. Anderson. And I was like... Josh, it why do you so think good. I want to marry this it man? Was so good. 
But there are so many, like so many. There's like, I mean, there's Princess Bride references. Yes. There are like, I can't even name them all. Like they just pop up and sometimes they don't even give you the like nod. Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Get a Doc Brown. And like, and sometimes they don't even give you the nod. Sometimes they no. just kind of, they're very they subtle. And you're in. like, oh my God, that was yes. a, and you just have to catch it. Like, yeah. No, it's so great. Uh, it, it's absolutely brilliant. And it's smart. Like it's not like in your face. Like I feel like Family Guy now goes there where they get into a certain space and they're like, we're going to do our crafty um, yeah. joke about, you know, as my best Peter Griffin, I think, voice. That's my, yeah. That's what I was trying to do there. Yes, we were trying to go. But like, it doesn't knock you over the head and it just kind of comes out of nowhere and you're like, this is fun. So I, I'm yeah. looking forward. You know, it's the, fantastic. The only thing that annoyed me about this season, Jade, hmm. is kind of the guy they try to make the villain, the, the assistant coach. I was annoyed by that too. Two questions I have about him. One, I don't understand why he has such motivation to hate Ted Lasso because Ted Lasso literally did everything for him. Yes, agreed. So I don't really think he has room to hate him. And then two, I mean, there could be a little animosity. I get it. Because, I mean, honestly, if I was around someone that positive all the time, I'd probably lose my mind too because I just can't handle that. But like, also, why does his hair turn gray? Or completely white? Why does that happen? I noticed that like throughout season two that his hair was slowly turning more and more gray. And then by the end, it's like white. And I was like- why? I don't know if it's supposed to show like maybe his anger and resentment is aging him, you know, like I guess that's I, I kind of see it as that like it's more mm-hmm. of like because he's so negative and he's becoming the antithesis of Ted Lasso that like it's showing physically through his hair like it's manifesting in his hair. It, it, that's the only part that didn't make sense to me the whole show like it's yeah. just because at the end she, he's all white and yeah. it's like. Okay, I don't I, know. I don't understand. But it's almost like making him like a supervillain. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it did remind me kind of of that. Like yeah. you know, it's like, and now I am Doctor. Yeah. Soccer. <laughs> are Are you learning a little bit about English football? Like, do you know all about the? Can you explain the offsides rule now after watching Ted Lasso? I still can't explain um, offsides, and actually, it's really great because another show that I've been watching, Sex Lies of College Girls oh. on HBO Max. Uh, one of the girls plays in soccer and her coach is let go and they bring in the hockey coach and she's like, all right, guys, so can someone tell me what offsides is? (laughs) And I was dying laughing because I was like, apparently this is a thing. No one knows Uh, what it is. I don't know what it is. Jade, I'm going to be honest. Like, I watch a lot of sports with offsides and I don't know that I could still... I'm not sure that any fan could honestly tell you the offsides rule because, like, the most accurate description in the show, there's a line where he goes... I can't quite tell you what it is, but you know it when you see it. Yes. And I'm like, that is the most accurate description of offsides, I feel like, in any sport whatsoever. Like, Absolutely. I could not explain it to you, but if I were to point it out, I'd be like, that's offsides. Yes. That right there. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of one of the things of like, uh, uh, there's a line I think where Ted even says like, I just don't understand all the rules of this sport. And I was like, agreed. And this is why I don't watch soccer. I'm so sorry. Um, but to me, see, it just. I kind of get soccer. Like, I, I know enough just to watch like i couldn't explain to you the you know like i know there's plays like even in yes. basketball i can't explain to you like the the defense oh. formations or anything like that but like the one sport that continues to baffle me to this day and i've had friends explain it to me i've watched matches is rugby i cannot i don't understand when the ball stops moving when it starts moving 
sometimes when they even stop to score a point, I don't understand any of it. Listen, rugby is just football to me, but with no pads. And yeah. honestly, I and no stopping. That. Like people get tackled, and and that doesn't stop. It Listen, just keeps going. I like my sports a little bit of blood, which is why hockey is my favorite. <laughs> I just, you know, <laughs> okay. soccer's a lot of crying. A it, lot of there is crying. a lot of crying and a lot of flopping. You got yeah, you got to yeah. really oh, sell my it. Knee. <laughs> and then you jump back up, and you're like, okay, I'm I can fine. Play. I'm good. As we see in Ted Lasso. Uh, um, all right, we're gonna get to a couple more things here. Uh, so. I, I want to talk about one of mine real quick, if that's okay, because I, right, I right, yeah. got Apple TV Plus, oh, and immediately, right. Jade... So you're new to all this. I dove right into Dickinson, and oh. oh my goodness, I love every second of it. This is one that I wasn't sure about, and I think you've convinced me now to watch it. Oh my goodness. Oh, wait, hold on. I, I, I'm going to play a clip right here that I sent you this week about this. So here, let's play this real quick. You're like an actual sailor? Yeah. A Native American sailor. That is so interesting. There are actually a lot of Native American sailors in this time period. Cool. Hey, man. Don't steal my girl. You stole my land. Shit. So, Jade, did you expect this type of dialogue from this show? No. When you first (laughs) sent me this clip, I was like, this is not at all what I thought this show was. Like, I thought this is going to be a very serious period piece on Emily Dickinson that was going to be British and dramatic. And you said that to me and I was like... <laughs> Jade, same. Like, I went into this and I was thinking like, oh, Emily Dickinson, I'm into period pieces, period drama. Hey, you know, here's uh, Haley Steinfeld. Like, mm-hmm. she's in Hawkeye. One, one, she is a thousand percent better in I this know. show. That's Remember, that's why I, I thought she was going to be the one to make Hawkeye good, but yeah. no. And it's so, it's kind of irreverent. So like, you know, Emily Dickinson, quick story. Uh, If you don't know who Emily Dickinson is, you should. Great poet. Uh, But she's kind of a shut-in. Like, that's who she was growing up. Not really well-known in her time while she was alive. But like, Dickinson, like Emily in the show is like party girl, twerks, (laughs) like wants to be famous, like all this other stuff. There is, the only thing that is period about this is like the issues they talk about and like the sets and costuming. Everything mm-hmm. else, the language, 100% not of the time no. period. The music, 100% not. And even some of the jokes, like they have this running gag in season two about this this uh, like 18-year-old who's a widow. And they're like, <laughs> oh my God, you know, I'm just a widow and I fainted the other day. And the one girl's like, of course you did. You're a widow. Hashtag widow problem. And then like, she comes back, they're like drinking at this event and they're like, oh my God, do widows drink? And she's like, of course I do. I'm a widow. <laughs> No, I love that. I yeah, like I think you convinced me now to watch it simply because this is not at all what I thought it was gonna be. And it seems like right up my alley. And I feel like this is high I didn't even really know this existed. Like it's no. won some Peabodies. I think it's been nominated for a few other awards. Jade, you, you did just tell me we were we were talking right before the show that it's not getting a season four. So I'm really sad yeah. that it's kind of ending. But I I, I I'm a, I'm about halfway through season two at this point. Okay. So, I mean, actually, it's still good. It is kind of nice, though, because that means I can just get through the three seasons and I don't have to worry about another Another one coming out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You just kind of cross it off and and move on. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, And for me, like I said, I mentioned Sex Lives of College Girls um, by Mindy Kaling is absolutely hilarious i just they just released like three episodes this week really yeah it's crazy because it's hbo max so they do the weekly mm. but they've been doing like two at a time and then i guess this past week they did a three um 
So that's really funny. It's pretty lighthearted, a little drama. It's really cute and clever. And then I just watched the latest episode of Hawkeye. I was going to say, speaking of Haley Steinfeld, I'm tongue twisting her like name. I want to be like Staley. I was almost said Staley Heinfeld. Haley Steinfeld. I always have to remember the T. Yes. I want to say Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yes. Stein. Stein. But yeah, so she or in Hawkeye, they just introduced Echo, the character of Echo, who is actually getting her own spin-off series on Disney Plus. So it seems like she's going to be the antagonist, but from what I know of Echo, I think she's going to eventually become like part of their group because in the comics she's a new Avenger and um it's actually really cool because she's an indigenous character and she's deaf. So we're getting some representation here in superheroes. And then also we're pulling in, you know, since Hawkeye, as we know in the comics, is deaf. Yeah. And in the show, we see him with the hearing aid. Um, and so you get to kind of have that nice correlation between the two. So I'm. It'll be nice to not just have, you know, like 98% white superheroes. God, yes. I, and like 85% male. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Speaking um, as a white male. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel I'm actually really excited for the new slate of superheroes that Disney is introducing. Um, I just really hope that they don't make it so cheesy. Like, I, like I said, like we struggled last time when we watched Hawkeye yes. with it being just very, I felt like it was for kids. And I was like, which is think? okay, yeah. but it's, it's for kids in a bad way where it's yeah. not like, and when I mean bad way, it's just kind of like good enough. Like that's what yeah. it feels like. It feels it's, like it's good enough. You're dumbing it down. You're making it less, you know, like there's not as much depth to it. The characters don't have as much depth. And that's oh. what I like about some of those quote kids movies is like they're rewatchable because you watch them as a kid and you get certain subtext enough to understand the story, but then mm-hmm. you go and rewatch it as an adult and you're like, wow, there's so much more subtext yes. I didn't pick up on. And now I understand and appreciate the story more. Exactly. You know? So I'm hoping with the introduction of Echo that it gets a little bit better. It's, 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 it's we'll see. We'll yeah, see. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. It's Hawkeye. Movie review. First look. Anyway, so. <laughs> Real quick before we go hit break here, Jade, what did you think of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation upon rewatch? You know, I surprisingly thought that it was going to be worse in terms of like jokes in 2021, you know, um, but the way the 80s were in National Lampoon's. Yes. It actually was not that bad. Like uh, the jokes were funny. Um I still thoroughly enjoyed it, and it wasn't as offensive as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Jade, you, you're reading my mind here because I actually wrote, and I didn't have much to put in there. I wrote, what is cringe about this movie? That was the first thing that I put on my notes because, mm. you know, I've watched this movie pretty much every Christmas for the past, I don't even know how many years, but, you know, you don't really pay attention all that much. You know, you just, it's something usually you put on in the background it's as you're doing same. things. Yeah. So I really sat down and tried to take a, a more subjective and, you know, objective look at this film. And. I was pleasantly surprised that, I mean, comparatively speaking, there are not, I was expecting more overtly racist jokes. I was expecting like like really, really (laughs) sexist jokes. And like, to be honest, I feel like they keep it honestly PG throughout the entire, and I mean, PG is still a funny, engaging way, but like, not where you're like, this show should be, I hate using this term, but like canceled. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not at all. Like, No, agree. I mean, like, even the kind of dirty jokes they have in there, I think are still on par with what 
goes in TV shows and movies today. So. I, I honestly think it's more tame than what goes in some TV and movies Very true. today. Very true. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and review National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Feature presentation. I give you the Griswold family Christmas tree. Hope you're not getting sap all over your sweater, Clark. All Clark wants is a quiet, old-fashioned Christmas. Sorry. Got a little knot here. Can work on that. What he's going to get is the gift that keeps on living. Merry Christmas. His family. We didn't come to impose. <laughs> oh, hell, there's plenty of room. Do you sleep with your brother? Do you know how sick and twisted that is, Mom? Well, I'm sleeping with your father. And once again, our movie this week is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, one of my all-time favorite Christmas movies, Jade. I, yes. Ha, it's not Christmas unless I see this film. Like, that's just <laughs> how it is for me. Like, it's, it's. I've watched this, I think, even probably when it was inappropriate for me to watch this. Like, I think oh, I've watched it since I was a little kid, like Same. eight or nine years old. Yeah, it was you just know? like on the TV and you're kind of like, okay. You're like, yeah. okay. And like, my, my parents watch this all the time. So like, this was a movie they put on. And for some reason, like, they sometimes censored the the t- well, not for some reason. I, n- I understand why they censored some of the stuff that I watched, but like <laughs> they were very sensitive about this. But like this movie, for whatever reason, they were like, it's fine. And I guess there's not a lot wrong with it. I mean, there's some sexual things, but you know, really, I think when you're that young, you, you don't, don't really quite get understand them. it. Yeah. I remember watching this and just thinking that the physical comedy was so funny, and I didn't really get oh, the other references. You know what? That's the only note that I have now, Jade. Where I think that's the only part of this film that makes it dated for me is some of the Chevy Chase physical comedy that's in those like 80s and like very slapstick like I feel like it's very old school SNL which is where you know Chevy Chase is from and like those parts of the movie were the only part where I was like eh like that doesn't do it for me like the whole part where he's in the <laughs> attic and he's getting hit, hit by with the, the boards. boards and I'm just like yep this is five minutes that could have been cut out like it doesn't <laughs> I don't need this to make the movie funny it's already funny in yeah. and of itself like yeah but you know Jade every time I watch this movie now and I think I really started noticing the last couple of years the casting for this movie is so good. Like, it's one of those things mm-hmm. that, like, really only comes around a few times in a generation because there's no way, unless you had a ridiculous budget, that you could get all of these characters and all these actors together in a movie today unless you just no. had a huge budget. Oh, my God, yeah, because now they're all, like, pretty big A-list Pretty actors. much everyone's a- A-lister in this movie. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, you probably get Chevy Chase for cheap now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a story about that, about this movie that I just found out about. But, I mean, yeah, you have Chevy Chase, who everyone knows. I mean, Caddyshack, Three Amigos. I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's Chevy Chase. He was in everything yeah. in the 80s. Beverly D'Angelo, who was, of course, in all these vacation movies, but she yeah. pops up in stuff like American History X and actually was a character in Entourage for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, during the 80s, she was kind of that, like, like, bombshell like older woman yeah like you know she was like the hot woman in a lot of movies and then juliet lewis of course oh, i mean natural born killers that's where i always think of but i mean she's she's in everything. so much stuff i From love dust her till so dawn much. yeah the other sister yeah the other sister yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i forgot she was in uh was it august osage county i forgot she was in that film. yeah and then she's in enough she's uh, the best enough. friend of j-lo listen i could do her entire she's ITV like list. what has she been doing recently i feel like it's it's been a few years since i've really seen her pop up and much stuff she's probably taken some time off of all that she money she made does <laughs> like guest spots on tv shows, i could see to that. be honest that makes sense yeah uh, but then johnny galecki and and honestly 
This this is one of Johnny Galecki's first roles. Yeah. I mean, he was in Prancer the same year, which I feel like is what really kind of propelled him into doing more things. I mean, mm-hmm. he went on to, of course, do Blossom, Roseanne, and and The Big Bang Theory is what I probably know him most from. And it wasn't until I think I started watching The Big Bang Theory that I went back and watched this one Christmas, and I was like, holy shit, that's Johnny Galecki. Like, yeah. I never made that connection before. I made it after because I was a huge Roseanne fan and I loved him as David. I always thought he was so hot. <laughs> um, and I was like, yeah, like shortly after that that I watched this and I was like, is that the same guy? And then like even rewatching now, I was like, oh my God, it's baby Johnny Galecki. Yes. Like, he's so young So here. young, yeah. Actually, fun fact that I learned about him recently was that his family had moved from Chicago to LA, like to LA, to help his acting career. But then they couldn't really afford it, and they also missed home. So they left him in LA to live by himself at the age of fourteen. Oh my god! And he it kind of explains a lot about like I think <laughs> I feel like I just also I'm like that is such like a eighties thing, eighties nineties yes. thing to do to be like mm, you'll be fine here. <laughs> You're fine. fourteen. It's it's okay. Yeah. And we're just going to leave, leave you, you on your own. He bought a motorcycle to get to the studio. Of course he did. <laughs> like, I just was like, what? Like, you uh, couldn't do that today. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> My God. But also we have, I mean, Doris Roberts, Randy uh, Quaid, who's, I think, just crazy living in a trailer now. I don't think he does anything besides that. So he's just Eddie. He's just Eddie. Yeah, he's, he's real life Eddie now. And then Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who I think is a great character in this as the oh, neighbor, Margot. I mean, yes. hilarious. And I mean, was this, this was right before Seinfeld, right? I was going right? to say before Seinfeld, yeah. Because like Seinfeld was ni- early 90s, 90s, like 91, 2, somewhere in there. Yeah, I, I believe so. It was like right at the beginning. Right at the beginning. So this was right before that fame. And then, of course, she went on to do, I always talk about this, but Veep right after that, which I think is a geniusly <laughs> written show. Yeah. Um, so, you know, she wanted to do a ton of things after this. Oh, but Seinfeld was actually the same year. So oh, she same must year. have done the pilot or like the first season. And then and just then kind did... of tied this in a little bit. Yeah. So, of course, this whole movie is by John Hughes, who, well, written by John Hughes, I should say. Yes. Um, who, I mean, if you watch movies, you should know who John Hughes is. But I mean, God. we could spend all day. I mean, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, uh, 16 Candles, Breakfast Club. I mean, Pretty much anything that has to do with any teen, Sh- any teen movie, movie yeah. that has to do with Chicago in the 80s is probably written by John Hughes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, Jade, before we dive into some of the content here, which I feel like is mainly just going to be us talking about our favorite parts and funny jokes, but mm-hmm. like my problem with John Hughes movies in general, like Home Alone to any of them, the characters. And maybe it's just today and the current amount that the American worker makes. But like, how the fuck does every family in a John Hughes movie afford like a 10 bedroom, six bathroom house in the suburbs of Chicago? Yes. And they have like one person working and it's like a sales job or like some desk job that they're probably making. I don't know what you would make in the 90s, but what, like $50,000 a year? There is no way, even at the housing prices in the 80s, no. that you are affording. Like, like, they like have, Kevin's family in Home Alone oh my is God. rich, rich. Rich, that rich. That is a massive house. They flew the whole family to, to Paris. Paris. And like growing up, Jade, did you just think like, oh, this is a thing that other families do? 
Yeah, I thought, you thought that, right? Well, like I, I did. I knew I was poor. I, yeah, growing I did up, too. So I was like, oh, this is just about like middle. This class. is what most people do, right? Yeah. You're like, no, no one no. fucking does this, and they no. didn't tell you that. John Hughes movies lie to you all the time by thinking, as a kid, yeah. oh, this is what other families are doing. No problem. And you're like, no, they're not. Oh well, he also tried to show that in what is it, Breakfast Club, that Molly Ringwald's character because she brought sushi because she's rich, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> stop, <laughs> it's John. <Hughes>. Okay. <laughs> But I think it was the scene that really killed me was when, you know, Uncle Eddie shows up and, you know, they already have both sets of parents there and like the aunt and uncle and Eddie shows up and they go, oh, we have plenty of room. I'm like, you have like 10 people in your fucking house. How do you have plenty of room? You can tell, though, that Clark was as like his wife is saying that is like, yeah, no, we don't because (laughs) their two kids are already sleeping in a tiny ass like twin bed together. And like they're like, where do we put them? But he's like, well, find room. You know where the scene? You know where this movie still really gets me to this day and I think just hits the mark right on is the moment where all the family shows up for Christmas and there's these just these little lines that happen like the one that gets me the most is uh, Juliet Luce's character uh, you know the daughter where she's like Mom, they're not sleeping in my room. Like, I'm gonna lose my, I'm gonna lose my mind. They're not sleeping yes. in my room, and I was like, that is so, so accurate. Yes, like, I wrote that too. I was like, this feels so true to life. Like more than anything that yes. like I've seen, because it is an exact moment of it's like the teenage kids, like their space and their stuff. She doesn't want to sleep in the bed with her little brother. Nope. She doesn't want her family in her room. Then there's all the relatives, like someone's complaining about parking. Where do we yes. park the cars? And then they're all talking about their way in and, and how rough the drive was, the, or the flights and everything. And I was like, God, this is like. <laughs> it's just so accurate. <laughs> yes. Like it, all of that could be translated. And then just, I think it's all the little moments with the family that just kill me. Like, I love the turkey gag, like the whole turkey being yes, dry. And it, I wrote that too. They don't even they, they don't even throw it away and try something else, like a Christmas story. They all sit down and try to eat it. You can like, like, hear them good. choking it down. It is so fucking funny. And then also, I don't even know how they did that gag because you know for the eighties it was brilliant because the way the turkey just kind of like pops Moves open, open. Oh my god! And it's like a carcass with like the driest looking meat you've ever seen in your life. Like oh my I god. just belly laugh so hard. And I think too, uh, like in that same scene, what kills me now is I think too because I have dogs now, like I have actual <laughs> pets, and I and I'm very sensitive to like bringing them other places because I realize that I put up with their bullshit much like I feel like most responsible parents like yeah. you put up with your kids bullshit like I put up with my dogs bullshit but like mm-hmm. when you bring them somewhere else like you're instantly embarrassed like if they do something you're like yes. oh fuck or like someone's like oh it's fine just let them wander and I'm like you don't understand my dog's gonna rip all that shit off your yep. fucking shelf It'll and they're gonna everything. eat it like yep. and they're like no 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 it's fine I'm like but it's not because yep. I don't think you understand <gasps> what you're saying and then Eddie does that and Eddie just doesn't give a fuck then you have yeah. the other spectrum of pet owners that's just like <laughs> oh that's okay he's just gonna go root around in the trash and you're like the fuck like if like, yeah. you ever had someone's pet in your house that is just unwelcome and you're like i want to, yeah if i didn't love animals i would murder your dog right in front of yeah, you because there's dog owners who just are like they just let their animals do whatever they want and especially in someone else's home like it's fine if you do it in your own home because yeah. it's your it's home. someone else's house but it's someone else's house and <laughs> yeah and some people like will just be like yeah it's fine that they're chewing on stuff or getting in your trash or i love that scene where he or eddie's just like Oh, it's okay, Clark. He's just yakking up a bone, and he's yeah. like, the dog's just like, bleh, bleh. And he and he's does, like, does he's not like, move to clean it up. Does not move, and, and, and like I know what that's like as you're hosting people, and you're just watching something happen. Like, oh, I guess I'll just 
fucking clean that up. Well, and then like like two seconds after that, when he's like, "Oh, he's just rooting around in your trash," and they go into the living room, it's and it's like everywhere. everywhere. And then Clark and his wife are like cleaning it up, and they're like, "No, it's fine. We're fine in here doing this." And especially because his uncle's like, he's like, "Since you're doing nothing, can you get my cigars from the living room?" And I was like, "I feel this it's so much, so, so much. much. Like, like you just want to murder someone." Like it's the just... best part. I think that that's what makes this movie so great, and why it holds up to today. It's, it's relatable. Like yes. you can translate that. I feel like into any whether you're a guest or whether you're yes. hosting a holiday like if you've done either one of those things there is something in this movie for you because it, it's so relatable yes. like everything about well, it and i love it because it doesn't rely on this convoluted plot it's just no. like these series of like little events that are so true to life that you know you're just you're laughing because it's like yeah this is the dumb stuff that people deal with around the holidays like yes. even the light gags that i thought was so oh great where he tries to plug in the lights and that's the light switch in the garage josh I felt that in my soul because I do that shit constantly. And I hate outlets that are attached to lights that you forget are attached to light switches. And then you're like, why is this thing not on? I don't understand. Well, Jade, as you were walking into our makeshift studio, I showed you the tree that I set up. And like, (laughs) for some reason, this always happens when you pull out the Christmas stuff. My Christmas tree is, it's one of those pre-lit, you set Mm -hmm. it up. And, you know, sometimes we'll get a a real tree. But like this year, I'm just like, we'll set this up and call it a day. For some reason, it lights up until it gets to the last top like part of the quarter. Sections, sections. Right? So you, you, plug you plug the them sections in. in. Yeah. So it's not even that I don't have a section plugged in. It's just that half of a section doesn't work for whatever reason. So there's a light out or there's a you short. Check or the bulbs. Oh, it's remember? Such a pain in the ass. Like, I just want to throw out the tree. I just want to throw out the tree. Oh, that's actually one of my favorite lines is when uh, Chevy Chase is like 250 strands of lights, 100 individual bulbs per strand for a grand total of 25,000 imported Italian twinkle lights. And then I love when then that's uh, he can't figure it out. He's like, did you check every light? He's like, dad's like, Chevy pulling 25,000. And that's just it too. Like, there's always so much pressure. Like, I mean, I, you know, I bought a house a couple of years ago and like, I'm I'm one of those terrible neighbors that like I'll throw up a couple of things and just call it a day. Like there are some neighbors yeah. that go all out and it's so much because you look at your other neighbors and you're like, fuck, do I need to put up lights on my outside of my house? Do I need to put <laughs> shit in my front lawn? Like, God damn it. And then I think the Christmas tree gag throughout the movie is one oh. of my favorites because first of all, I think one of the best parts is I mean, you've have you gone you've gone and gotten a real tree before, yeah. right? With like yeah. family. Of course. It never looks the size that it is when you put it up in your living room. No. Like I have I have rarely gotten a tree that has been perfect in terms of size for the room that I'm putting it in. Oh, well, one of the best is um, my aunt who like lives in Georgia. Her house, she actually just sold it. Um, it has the like living room area is actually open to both floors. Okay. Two story. So it can fit like a massive tree. So they always get these really big trees. And I think it was like maybe two years ago they got one that was like ginormous. Oh, no. It was almost like too big. <laughs> and the struggle to get this thing through the door to get it put up to put I mean, I mean, it was just like it literally felt like the Griswold family Christmas of like trying to get this massive tree into this house, and they're like, um, maybe we went a little too big this year. <laughs> it always feels like that. Like I, for me, I always feel like I either get it too small or it's like hitting the very top of oh, the ceiling. My like, dad has done that where we had to cut, cut off, off the, the top, <laughs> and then it looks awkward because it doesn't come to a full point. <laughs> And then, and then my dad used to have the angel, and like the angel couldn't sit because there wasn't oh, a point, and <laughs> we had to like clip her on. She's like falling off, and my dad's like, "It's fine." It's uh, fine. I just love the part where they un they uncut the tree, and they're like, oh. it just goes poof, yeah, and they're like, it breaks the windows. A lot, a lot of sap. 
<laughs> a lot of sap in here. <laughs> uh, and I love immediately after that, the gag continues as he's reading the magazine and the pages keep sticking to his hands. And then he like... <laughs> well, and then, because I mean, the pain in the ass thing about the alive tree is you have to constantly water it to keep uh, it alive till Christmas. And like, yes. I love when the dog's drinking out of it and he's like, it's going to dry out. It's going to dry out. <laughs> the tree needs that water. <laughs> and then... The- the old man, the the uncle, lights the cigar, and it just what? <laughs> Which I think is again, I just think it's one of those funny moments that if you've had family over to your house, oh. where like you know, you know, and it doesn't really matter. It's not like people intentionally do this. I don't think, but you know, just when people are in your stuff, and then it's like they break something, like something breaks or something gets damaged or something like gets dirty, and you're oh, like. Yeah. Fuck me! Like now, I have to go do that. Like, yep. is it, and I like where he's just like, "What? I don't understand what you're." Well, yeah, he, it was a shitty tree yeah, anyway. It was a tree, yeah. Well, because like, he lights the whole thing on fire, and it's like Chevy Chase spent all the time to like go to the tree farm, cut it down, decorate set it up, it, yeah. decorate it, do all this shit for it to just go up in flames. <laughs> and I love his psychotic response because this is 100 me, Josh. Oh my God. When I've hit like that level, this is where I I get. And so when he cuts the tree down from the yard, and he's like, "We're gonna have a Christmas. Everybody's staying here." And I was like, "That is me." <laughs> <laughs> the two moments I love in that is when he has the chainsaw and his wife comes to talk to him and he's like, honey, you're kind of scaring us. Are you okay? And he's like, what? I don't understand. There was a problem. And I, it. It. <laughs> and I was like, I feel that. That is so you to a T. I, I was like, I will calmly look you in the eye and be like, there was a problem. I fixed it. It's fine. And then when he goes, like, I think what really kills me is he goes by the little post and he's like, oh, that's loose. And he and just he cuts, cuts it off. It and off. I was like, he's like honey, I, I fixed the new one. I post. would 100% do that and just be like, oh, that's broken. Rip out a wall. You know what? It's fixed now. We don't have to worry about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Absolutely. I can 100% see you doing that. Danny would murder you later, oh, but murder me later, like absolutely yeah, yeah. fucking murder me. Yeah. But you, you, you know what's crazy is I was I was diving in a little more into IMDb in this movie. This movie we were talking about the actors. It has four Oscar nominees. I did not realize it had that many, and I think oh four, one Golden Globe winner, which is Julie yeah. Julia Lewis Drivers. Um, but Juliet Lewis was nominated for an Oscar. Diane Ladd was oh. um, nominated. She's one of the grandparents. Yeah. Randy Quaid and yep. William Hickey also all nominated God. for Oscars. By the way, I love him. Um, I actually forgot that he was the voice of the scientist in yep. Nightmare for Christmas. But I always remember him, weirdly enough, from Major Pain. As, oh. like, the dean who's, like, into, like, butterflies and stuff. And he's, like, very confused. I don't know why. You know, you know another crazy fact from this that... And, it, and it, it clicked as soon as I read it because I listened to the voice. So you know the Frank Shirley, the boss, right? The guy oh, who gets tied up? yes. So that's um, Brian Doyle Murray. He is the voice of the Flying Dutchman in SpongeBob SquarePants. That is where... Okay, listen. The whole movie, I kept being like, I know this voice. Why does he sound familiar? voice is so familiar. And I should have just looked him up, but I didn't want to scroll through his whole freaking history. Are you ready, Ready kids? kids? Like, that's what he is. That's him. Oh, (laughs) my God. Every episode, like, I looked him up on IMDb, and, like, it was, like, in the fun facts. I went to his profile and looked, and there it is. All the seasons of SpongeBob, he is the guy. Jesus Christ. That It makes so much sense now. Because I literally, the whole time, I was like, God, his voice is so familiar. Where do I know him from? Yeah. Oh, my God. But, yeah, the, there's just so many brilliant things about this uh, movie, like uh, the Moose Cups. Um, oh, my God. That I absolutely want to set. They're really expensive. If you they are. Yes, like, I, I there's been up. a couple of years where I've been like, I'm going to buy those. And I, 
I see how much they are. Are they like twenty bucks a piece or something like that? Like yes, they're not like cheap. The glass ones. If you want like the actual replicas, you have, some, like, it has to be glass. Yes, you well, have to get the glass like the, ones if you're gonna get them. I mean, there's some nice acrylic ones, but there's so many knockoff ones out there, and the moose face looks so freaking weird. Have yeah, you, I don't know if you've oh, seen I've never them. seen. I don't think I've ever seen the oh, acrylic well, ones. I, well, I went to Amazon, of course, after I watched <laughs> this, and I was like, those moose cups, I want them, and I found the knockoffs, and I was like. It's like a pig face. Like, what is this? Oh, my God. Oh, man. But, um, there's, there's so many things. I mean, we haven't even gotten into the iconic parts. I mean, everyone knows, I feel like, you know, Uncle Eddie with the shitters full. Like, yeah, there's yeah. just so many quotable <laughs> moments from this. But I think for me, because we were watching this, you know, a little more closely, is like, there's just little throwaway moments, you know, we, that we talked about that are just elevate, continue to elevate this movie. Like, the one that I forgot about was the messenger that shows up. So there's oh my God, the yes. bonus, right? Like, yeah. they're waiting for that bonus. It's the Jelly of the Month Club. It's a whole gag, which I use that to this day like when someone gets a <laughs> shitty gift i'm like it's the jelly of the month club and like some people don't get it and i'm like how do you not get that like it's stuff like i always find that funny when someone oh smiles God. but i love how the messenger goes i got delivery for clark w grizzle and i'm like yeah having a difficult last name like i don't know how many times it's happened to me where they're like josh and i'm like oh, yes that's me <laughs> can't relate that's true. I guess there's yeah. an entire company with my last name. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's I. Yeah, there's just something like I love like the the cat when he like, gets electrocuted. Oh my god! And the corpse in the ground. The, <laughs> he used all the Vietnam lives. He used them all. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And then of course, um, I just love all the little moments with the neighbors. Oh like, my god! As all this like chaos is happening at the house, the neighbors just keep getting affected. Yes. And I love it because I'm totally Julia Louise Dreyfus. Um, <laughs> I'm the one like without kids with a nice home and I just want to enjoy my wine and my cheese and um, instead I have this unruly neighbor and their chaotic family and I'm like Jesus Christ and she's like crying over the wine scene in the carpet and I was like God that is me I think one of my favorite parts is the icicle gag where like the icicle comes through when they're not there and like destroys yeah. the stereo and they come home and they're like how did the window, window get broken why the fuck is the carpet the all wet like- it's so bad the whole time. Did someone did someone vandalize this place? Why is the stereo broken? Like, I know. It's like every time they turn around, their house keeps getting destroyed by Clark. It's so good. And I love to in the end when like she's getting really pissed off and she wants like her husband to go over there and talk to him. And so she's like, I'll do it. But at that moment when they release the squirrel and then the dog <laughs> and then she goes back to the house and punches her husband in the face. Which I should laugh at domestic violence. But. It's so funny. I mean it's it's hilarious. Like, I mean, but even like I mean, even I feel like the animal portion. I mean, have you ever had a wild animal in your house? Like, yes. I, so I had a possum in the house. I was, I've had a possum too. So I, was like, I went to my grandparents' house one time, and like they were having a problem with possums, and literally one ran across the living room. Oh, and I remember my my grandfather had to put on gloves, hit the thing with a flashlight to stun it, oh and then God. pick it up because it was it was like growling and like trying to bite people. Like, yes, it was crazy. Well, that was, I mean. My my dad definitely went after it with <clears throat> not a flashlight. Oh my god! <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> that was uh, the quite the struggle in the garage uh, there. But no, I, I, know I think it's like one of the last lessons I want to talk about that I think is hilarious is like because I mean Eddie's character you know just brings so much to the table in terms of like family dynamics. But like mm-hmm. I love just like another throwaway line where he's like. Yeah, he goes, don't go ahead and fall in love with that RV, uh, Clark, because uh, uh, we're taking it with us when we leave next month. And he's yes. like, <laughs> and like, I fucking died at that line when he said that to you. I was like, next month. What the fuck? 
no, <laughs> unacceptable. But how familiar does that feel? Oh my god! So like, have you ever had that happen where like family shows up? Like I've had instances with you know friends or family where they're like, oh hey yeah, and you're like oh cool like you're staying for the weekend. And they're like, well yeah, I think we leave Tuesday. I'm like, mm-hmm. but it's next what? Oh, so you'll be here all week. week. You're like, <laughs> okay, like, all right. I guess. <laughs> like here we are. <laughs> So, Jade, I, I mean, I could talk all day about, you know, this is definitely one of my all-time favorite classic Christmas movies. Uh, quotes from this movie, I think, just go on and on. Oh Upon rewatch, where do you kind of rate this film? I mean, this is a treasure. It's yeah. easy. You know, yeah. I mean, you can't not love this movie, guys. No. Like, I, I'm pretty sure there might be people out there who are like, ew, Christmas vacation. You clearly don't have a sense of humor. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, I, I hate to break it to you. Look, I think if you're a <laughs> child of, like, the 80s or 90s, like, this is John Hughes. This is classic. Yeah. To me, this goes right hand in hand with Home Alone or, you know, The Great Outdoors or, you know, one of those other classic John Hughes films. And it's it's Christmas. Like, to me, like, this is one of the handful of movies that oh, yeah. Christmas didn't come if you didn't watch this film. I mean, it is an easy treasure yeah, for me as I well. I mean, I think, like, uh, around that, like, when I was a kid and stuff, I remember, I don't know if you recall, ABC Family had that oh, yeah. Five Days of Christmas. Mm-hmm. And usually Christmas Vacation was one of them. And, I mean, that was, I always look forward to, like, this and then a handful of other, like, I would call classic Christmas movies. I, it's the same thing. Like, it felt to me like Christmas when this movie was on. I was like, all right, we're here. 100%. Christmas time is here. So <laughs> so if you haven't watched this this December, add it to your list. It's worth it if you haven't especially watched it in a couple of years. We're talking about National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Merry Christmas! If Santa is smart, he'll stay well clear of this joint. It's a death trap. This year, let Chevy Chase light up your holidays. <laughs> National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That thing had nine lives. She just spent them all. <laughs> and once again, that was National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Hard to believe that came out in 1989, actually. I know. That's why. Yeah. It actually feels early 80s. Yeah, and it's streaming now on, ooh, I forgot to mention this. Was it on Netflix? HBO Max. HBO Max. That's what it was. I can't remember. I watched it, but I said, ooh, it's free. I don't have to pay for it. Actually, Same. <laughs> I have the DVD, though, so it doesn't really matter. But, you know, I thought what we should do, Jade, is since we're launching into the Christmas series here. We're going to do one of your movies uh, next mm. episode. The yes. How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Jim 2000 yeah. one. Yeah. The Jim Carrey, <laughs> the best one. Sorry. Uh, I mean, we'll have to see, Jade. I mean, Jade is my surprise. You have never watched this movie all the way through. I don't understand <laughs> how that's a thing. Um, but hey, you know what? I'm going to give it an honest shot and we'll see next episode what we think. Okay. But I thought. And here's here's the thought process here, Jade, and, and let's let's talk about this a little bit. Let's talk about our favorite classic Christmas movies. And classic, mm-hmm. I feel like, means kind of growing up with it or, you know, made, I would say, mainly made before the year, like, 2005-ish. Like, that's what I would think of as classic, like, pre-2005. Yeah, I mean, that's about 20 years ago yeah. now, so yeah. And somewhere, somewhere in there. Like, Which I would, is insane to think. I know, right? Because, like, <laughs> I mean, even when, I mean, spoiler, I'm going to have this, but we'll get into some of the, I won't spoil it yet, but, I mean... You know, because, I, I mean, we both grew up. I grew up in the 90s. You kind of grew up in the 90s, early 2000s. So I feel like that's, for us, at least a classic time period. Yeah, but, for sure. Uh, what, I'm, I'll start out here. So okay. I'm going to just end the controversy right here, right here on the show. Die Hard, for me, <laughs> at number five. 
Christmas movie. Yes. I love watching this every Christmas. I 100% think this is a Christmas movie and remains in the classic Josh, realm of Christmas I'm gonna films. I'm going to actually agree with you on this. And I actually introduced it to my cousin last year. He's 14. And I was like, oh, let's watch a Christmas movie. And I put on Die yes. Hard. And he's like, what is this? And I was like, ooh. The Let best. me show you. <laughs> Peak Alan Rickman and Bruce oh, Willis. Oh, God. It was, yeah, incredible. And he absolutely loved it. And when I told him there's a sequel, he was like, wait, what? And I was like, oh, wait till I tell you it's a whole franchise. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's not that great after. I'll be honest. Yeah, it's not that great yeah, afterwards. But like, I mean, Alan Rickman is Hans Gruber. I, I don't think it gets any better than that. No, no. Yeah. A British man playing a German yes. villain. Yeah. <laughs> In America. Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. <laughs> what about you, Jade? What, what's the first one on your list? I mean, no surprise, guys. It's How the Grinch Stole Christmas <laughs> by Jim, with Jim Carrey, the 2000 version. Uh, this is peak Christmas to me because, one, I love the original cartoon. And, of course, I had the Dr. Seuss book growing up. But I was always a massive Jim Carrey fan, especially when I was young, growing up on, like, The Mask, Ace Ventura, like – all his films and this to me has just gotten better with age because as an adult now I just have even a deeper appreciation of the Grinch he is my soulmate or maybe he's just a reflection of who I am as an adult his answering machine is a that is me to a T. Um, but yeah, no, this to me is just like, this is also one of those movies that like just screams Christmas to me. Well, you know, for me next uh, is elf like, I mean, this is a little more modern. You know, it's 2003, which still is over, like, it's almost 20 years almost ago. 20 years, almost 20 yeah. years ago. But, I, I mean, this, I mean, I think it was, you know, I was older. I was like 16, 17 when this came out. But, I mean, this mm. is something that, to me, is now a classic. Like, it doesn't feel like Christmas unless you've seen Will Ferrell yeah. and, uh, oh, I almost forgot her name. She's from uh, Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel. There we mm -hmm. go. In a blonde like, Zoe Deschanel. A blonde, which is odd. It just, that was when it she throws first me off. came on the scene, yeah. It throws me off every time I see it when she's blonde. I'm like, no. That's which not, Alan Rickman connection. Stop. She was also blonde in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, my Alan God. Rickman did the voice of yes. Marv, I believe. Yeah. Yes, he did. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. I totally forgot that she was in that movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean. Elf is classic. Um, one of my one of my more favorite Will Ferrell. Like, it's also a well quoted one for, very for the well, holidays. Yes, yeah, I think everyone like enjoys this movie. One hundred percent. Like it, it's not the holidays if you don't quote a few lines from Elf. Yeah, like, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best coffee ever. <laughs> it's the worst cup of coffee I've had. Right. No, it's, it's the, the best. best. <laughs> God, it's so good. Uh, hope you find your dad <laughs> bye buddy hope you find your dad oh my god so good oh, um, um, so the next one on the list for me is of course Home Alone oh my god now I love the first and second one I always watch both during the holidays as we know during the sequel battle I think that Home Alone 2 is better than Home Alone 1 <sighs> but I will always watch both during the holidays and I will watch them in order. But it's, yeah, Home Alone just is also another one where it, it, I love, um, what's the, what's the name of the song? It's like, oh, it's the, uh, is it not the Carol of the Bells? It's not Carol it's, of the Bells. Um, that's the creepy one. The creepy one is Carol of the Bells, right? No, that's the one that like people turn into hard rock. Oh, it's like it's like yeah. Oh, what is it? Oh wow, it's gonna bother me now. Yeah. Well, anyways, I cannot 
hear that song and not think of like Home Alone because Truth. there's so many sequences in this film. Like that's usually typically when the family's like running around. They're all trying to get together. Like in Home Alone 2, then like they run to the airport. Like, yes. and they always think of like the chaos of it. And then of course, I just absolutely love. Is like, that from the Nutcracker? Whoa, I just thought about that. Isn't it from the Nutcracker? Probably. I feel like every Christmas song is from the Nutcracker. Oh my goodness, it really is. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> truly. But Ugh. like, that, that to me is just like, obviously, it's iconic. Grew up as a kid watching it. The slapping of the face scene. All of the pranks. The the fake movie. That it's like. Yeah. It's great. I mean, yeah. I, actually, Jade, you still is. This is my number one. Like, Home Alone for me is like oh, my wow. number. Like, I, 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 because I, I love this movie. Like, it's, I mean, it's classic. I, I just think the first one is is good, but I mean the second one is great too. Don't get me wrong, but I still think you know what I find creepier though about the second one is the old lady. I think the old pigeon lady is creepier than the old man that she's lives next scarier, door. She's but scarier. I like her better as a character. Oh yeah, she's a better character for sure because yeah, yeah, yeah. the old man doesn't really get much FaceTime in the in the first one. He doesn't do much one, yeah. except for like save him, hit the guy in the head with a shovel. Yeah, like, that's about much. it. <laughs> Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for me, the next one. This is what I put on. It, it To me, this is like part of tradition. When I'm opening up presents or when you're opening up presents in the morning, you light up the Christmas tree, you have to turn on a Christmas story. Uh, 100%. And I will leave that. I will watch that on loop two or three times. Like I'll put on the TBS yes. like 24 hours and just let that thing run oh and my God. run and run in the background. That is, that's also on my list. And a Christmas story is like, it's ingrained in my family yes. because my grandpa looked just like Ralphie when he was a kid. <laughs> he also had the little like BB guns and everything. There's this adorable photo of my grandpa dressed up as a cowboy with like the cap guns. And um, that's awesome. He also had a younger brother named Randy. And I swear to God, there's a photo of the two of them in the snow where his younger brother Randy looks just <laughs> like Randy bundled up. He's like, I can't put my arms down. <laughs> and so like to us, basically, it's a, it's almost like a movie of like my grandpa's childhood. Yes. And I just, I love all the clouds. Like, you'll shoot your eye out. out. You'll shoot your eye out. And then, like, I love, like, when he's like, Sid Farkas, he had yellow teeth (laughs) and green eyes. I love the fantasies, too, of, like, because I think it translates, you know, even today of, like, little kids having fantasies about things, like, where the teacher's like, you wrote this report. Let me look at your, what is it called? It wasn't, it was his theme. You wrote your theme. And he's like, hey. Plus, plus, and all the kids are cheering, and I'm like, cheering. you do have like little, like I used to have little daydreams about like, yeah. oh, I'm amazing, and Where what I've like, done must be amazing. Yeah, like everyone loves you, and you're the best. And, and yeah. you get it back, and it's like, could use work, and you're like, what? What? Uh, what? I'm, a I'm a fucking man. Yeah. What are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? And just like his sheer disappointment when like all these adults keep telling him like he is going to shoot his eye out with a BB gun, <laughs> and, and he, he almost does. does. <laughs> when he finally gets it for Christmas and then the icicle hits him in the eye because it's like ricochet from the BB and I'm like god what a cla-. and then of course as we all know the leg lamp well, oh you my should god. say it from out oh, here, here. <laughs> it's a major award it's yeah. a major award he's like fragile I must be French <laughs> And then, of course, going to the Chinese restaurant and oh eating my the duck. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, that's. I feel like that's borderline, like, racist now. But, like, the whole singing, that whole part is just so iconic Uh-oh, to me. Yeah. Like, the whole, like, they're trying to get into the Christmas spirit and the duck and, like, just <laughs> them <laughs> having the whole disaster and then going out to eat. Like, yes. I'm like, I could totally see that happening. Just being like, that's it. We're done here. 
The, Let's well, go. And that's another one of Get those in the things. Car. Like when we talk about uh, <laughs> yeah. Christmas vacation is like, you know, it's just, it feels so true to like yes. what your family would do. You'd be like, oh my God, dinner's ruined. It's been a night. What's open? Oh, let's go with some Chinese. I, I could it. see my family doing that. Like if they were like, like, when we were kids, if it was, if some disaster had happened like that in the kitchen, I could just see like my mom being like, that's it throwing this all in the trash get in the car and like uh, everyone would just be yeah. like shit we're getting in the car and you didn't know where you were going but you're just yeah. like we're getting in the car and then you'd be like where are we going we're going to the Chinese restaurant just get in the car yeah. <laughs> I mean a thousand percent like this is same I think that's exactly what my family would do too like whatever I don't care we're just let's move on <laughs> uh, so what, what's next on your list <clears throat> I actually have the Santa Claus uh, with Tim, Tim Allen. Allen yeah, yeah. this is like 94 or 5 I'm pretty sure I think it was 94 uh, if I'm gonna guess right but it's been so this is not a movie where nope 94 I, I, oh see I, Ooh, on the money man I'm, sometimes but <laughs> this is not a movie that I watch every year but I used to watch it a lot as a kid okay yeah I'm gonna, do you, is this something you turn on every year pretty much so this one was harder before Disney Plus because I think this was a Disney movie. Yes, definitely and, is a Disney yeah, movie. Yeah, I think it was like a Disney Channel original movie or something like that. So it was harder for me to like watch. I think they would play it on ABC's 25 Days of Christmas. So I'd have to catch it. it. But when I stopped having cable, so I didn't really get to watch it. But now that I have Disney Plus, I think this is going to be a must watch for this year. I loved this movie growing up. I thought it was so funny. And I thought it was just honestly like a really unique take on Santa Claus and how Santa Claus works. I yes. love that like it's not like just there's one Santa Claus. Like he kills Santa, he becomes, becomes Santa. It's part of the Santa Claus. Oh he starts gaining weight like immediately. Yes. And then like grows his beard, his hair starts turning <laughs> he white. Tries to shave. He's like, why can't yes. <laughs> and I love like the version of the elves in this when he goes to the North Pole and just like I love that they run it like a business. Um, it's just, <laughs> there's so many things about this. And it's funny because as an adult now, I get so pissed at his son. I'm like, you need yes. to like pack it the fuck up because <laughs> your dad is, is, is trying really hard and he's trying to be there for you. And your stepdad is weird and creepy and I don't like him. Oh my God. Yes, he, he judge, was. Is that Judge Reinhold? Oh, it might be. It's been way too long since I've seen this movie, but. It is. It is. Judge Reinhold. Wow. Wow. God, yeah. I mean, oh, I forgot David Crumholtz is in this. He's the main elf. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, no, it's been way too long since I've seen that film for sure. But I remember, like, like we watched this a handful of times. Like, it was one of those that would come out on, like you said, the yeah. Disney Channel. Or I, we might have even had the VHS, honestly, like back in the day. I think I had the VHS back in the day, too. Yeah, somewhere. It's in a collection somewhere in my parents' house, I bet. Somewhere. Yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> it's in an attic or a basement somewhere. You know, I think we covered we covered the Home Alone one already. But, like, of course, my, uh, to finish out my list, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is a, is a must. It's, like, right up there. To me, it's tied for number one with Home Alone. Like, those yeah. two movies for me or what's something and I have to Christmas watch. Christmas Vacation was also another one on the list. We had a very similar list, which doesn't <laughs> always happen. Sometimes you have crossover, but this was like really neck and neck with the same films. Yeah, because I mean, I think it's just generational too. Like th those are classic. It really I is. mean, I have a, I could probably add, do a top 10. I mean, like oh, for yeah. me, like Ro Rudolph and the Red-Nosed Reindeer is one I love watching. The, yeah. the, the Claymation. I was going to say all the Claymation the yeah. or puppet, yeah, puppet uh, films. Nightmare Before Christmas too is one of those that I feel like is that bridge between yes. the fall season and Christmas season. It's the Christmas movie season. that you get to watch in two holidays. Yes, 100%. <laughs> like, for sure. <laughs> and then Jingle All the Way is a bonus oh, for me. Oh, my God. Now, that's a hit or miss for a lot of people. I love Jingle Arnold All the Way. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad. I think that movie is so freaking funny. as Tom Arnold. Remember when Sinbad was relevant? <laughs> I love his whole... <laughs> I love all his old movies. First kid. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, yes, that is 
mainly where I remember him from. House um, guest. Oh my god! Yeah, house guest was yes. amazing, <laughs> dude. What what is Sinbad doing? I don't know what, what he's doing. He up to? I think he tried to do stand up again for a while, but I, I don't, mm, his no. stand up for me was never. Yeah. Mm, no. Sorry, Sinbad. We loved you though. <sighs> but anyway, well. We are going to review, just a recap real quick for those at home. Next week, we're going to do one of your Christmas yes. favorites, The Grinch, which, again, admittedly, I haven't watched the whole thing. So we're going to have to come back and I'll give my honest opinion, I guess, at, at that point. God, you better love it, Josh. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> All right. Well, um, Jade, where can folks find out more if uh, they want to learn more about the fantastic things we do? Uh, yeah. So you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, TikTok. We have a website, OurTasteIsTrash.com. And uh, you can listen to and follow us on like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find podcasts. And of course, come back throughout the month because we're doing all things holiday movies for the next couple of weeks. So yeah. come back next week. To get ourselves a treat.